This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. If you guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. It is currently... 10 30 p.m i have a 6 a.m flight tomorrow and i am recording the intro because i am determined to get this up on monday morning anyways i was having a few technical difficulties today with the podcast a bunch of my files were corrupted the usual you know i love technology so it was a lot of fun trying to kind of do that while also packing for a two-week long trip while also trying to sell my furniture and kind of get my life together and I just got in town this morning from another week-long trip. Traveling is a lot of fun, guys. Let me just tell you that. I am interviewing today my friend Nicole Jacqueline, and she is one of my really, really good friends. We had met actually doing a collab video while I was in LA for spring break, and she was also in LA for spring break, and we honestly just hit it off instantly. She is so, so, so sweet, and one of those people that radiates positivity. Also, what you guys might not know is she is a slime YouTuber, and if you guys watch my content, content you guys know that I don't do slime videos that's not my genre but I am so impressed with that community I think it's so unique and so different and I really really wanted to use this platform of my podcast to kind of show what the slime community is and for you not to judge a book by its cover because I feel like it does get a bad rep sometimes and it totally shouldn't because Nicole is legit such a businesswoman it's ridiculous me and her always talk business whenever we hang out whenever we catch up she is killing it and I am so proud of everything that she has accomplished she has almost 1 million subscribers on YouTube and if you guys are interested in slime videos want to see what they are you definitely should check her out on her Instagram she has over 300,000 Instagram followers on her slime account she also has a personal account where she has over 100,000 Instagram followers and she has her own slime company she has a warehouse she makes her own slime she sends out hundreds of orders a week she's constantly at conventions traveling around the world and I just think it's so 
cool what she's doing. She's completely building a slime empire and I want to share her story and how she kind of got into it and how she started making this, her journey on YouTube in general. It's definitely not something that she had started with, but it's so interesting hearing how she got there and how much hard work she put into it. She is building an empire, you guys. She has employees. She has her own warehouse. I think that says enough, but yeah, she is just awesome and she's only 23 years old and I loved talking to her about the business side of it because that's personally what I am most curious about, the business side, how she got into it and how she's marketing this for little kids because I feel like most people that I talk to on this podcast, normally if they have a business, it's more geared towards young adults or adults or if they have a YouTube channel, it's more in the fashion and beauty industry because that's what I'm in, but her market is so different it's younger kids is her market and we talk all about how to appeal to them how to keep their attention how her business has evolved because you know young kids are constantly evolving they're constantly changing and it's just so so interesting and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode you guys are going to see what I'm saying when I say that she radiates positivity because she's just such a nice loving kind hearted person and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it And before we get into the episode, I always want to shout out the reviewer of the week. I do this because I want to say thank you to you guys, and I know it might sound repetitive every week, me saying, this is why I do this, shout out to the reviewer of the week, but I cannot go an episode without thanking you guys because your reviews mean so much to me, and I just can't believe that you had to take the time out of your day to review my podcast, and it's just something that I've had so much fun creating this year, and the fact that you guys are enjoying it literally makes me so happy and that's why I'm doing this at 10 30 p.m before a 5 a.m flight or 6 a.m flight or whatever time my flight is probably should get that straight I love that you guys love it so much and it honestly has just been so much fun for me it's definitely been my favorite project that I've been working on this year because it's allows me to interact with other people and share their stories and hear their stories and just listen for once because I feel like I'm always the one talking like even in this intro I'm talking but in my videos it's just me and I have the chance to sit down and listen to people and I think that's something that I value a lot and I'm really glad that you guys have been loving it too so I'm going to shout out the reviewer of the week this one is from mango berries I love the username and it says I rarely write reviews so to whoever is reading this know that it is extremely honest and unbiased. Natalie has truly changed my perspective on life and because of her I can faithfully say my young adult ways have done a 180 in a good way. Every time I listen to one of her shows I can honestly say that I feel like I can take on the world. Natalie is wise way beyond her years and while I'm only a couple years younger than her I feel as though she's an idol for me. Not only does she provide exceptional content by bringing inspirational and for lack of a better term powerful guests onto her show, Natalie herself is completely open and 100% real about who she is. The Real Real podcast is what really made me start listening to podcasts because thus far I felt like a lot of young adult figures just say what they know their listeners want to hear. The Real Real podcast is different because Natalie produces work that is true to her own beliefs and never reciprocates a topic or idea that she doesn't truly stand by. I admire her authenticity so much and look forward to her future work. Thank you Natalie for helping me view my life in a more confident way. That made me so happy because the reason why I do videos, the reason why I make this podcast, the reason why I'm starting my own consulting and coaching business is not for me. It's not because I like listening to myself talk because I don't. It's because I want to help you guys and I want you to see that you guys really can do anything. And that's why I'm showcasing these stories is to show you guys how other people have done it and to get inspired by them. I also never want to be an idol or anything like that. Um, I think it's 
it's cool to be a role model but I don't want people to worship me or idolize me or anything like that at all so I do not want that and I am very thankful that it has made a positive impact in your life so I just want to thank you for writing that review it meant a lot to me and it always makes me so happy reading them so I always like highlighting the reviewer of the week so thank you so much thank you mango berries if that is your real name but anyways I am so excited for you guys to hear Nicole's story and how she became a slime youtuber and how slime youtuber does not just mean oh she makes slime videos how she is creating an empire on slime i think it's so interesting and i can't wait for you guys to hear it welcome to the real real podcast with natalie barbu instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production especially when you are battling frizz and take it from me i live in miami florida it is about to be summer I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Ares tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. 
Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Hello. I am going to start off the podcast with setting the record straight, and this is just where you are going to address any assumptions that people have. You're going to kind of say yes, no, what you think that the answer is, and with your experience. So the first one is slime videos are only for little kids. Yeah, absolutely not. I definitely think um, slime videos are for anyone of all ages. I have friends that do it that make slime videos that are super young. And I have friends that do it that are in their late 40s and everyone is into it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think there's such a wide range of ages that I see doing it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, You do YouTube just for the money. Um, Absolutely not. Honestly, there's so much work into it that I feel like I wouldn't – I would have to love it so much if – you know, it never paid or anything. Like I could get the real job, quote unquote, but being my own boss is the best. And it's like nothing compares to that. So no matter what is like what the pay is, like it's like not even part of the question anymore. Like I want to do this forever and no matter what, just keep doing it. Yeah. I feel like if people do YouTube for the money, I feel like more people might be starting that now, but it's not worth it because there's so much free work that goes into it that you actually have to really, really love it because (laughs) so much. (laughs) it doesn't pay instantly. So you can't just do it for the money. People think that and I'm like, no, you know, I wish, but no. (laughs) (laughs) People are not supportive when they hear what you do. Um, most of the times they are not, um, I mean, supportive can be taken in many ways because they could say like, oh, that's so cool. But like, I can tell by how they're saying it that they're definitely just like, wow, like what a cool, like easy job you have. And I'm just like, it's been a, I have to like build this skin up over the years where I'm just like, you know what they don't know, you know, they just, they don't understand it. So their comments aren't actually educated comments. They're just kind of speaking and they don't understand, but yeah, it's hard to kind of hear that. I totally agree. I know whenever I tell people or whenever I was saying like, oh, I'm doing YouTube full time or I'm, I quit my job. People are like, oh, so what do you do all day? (laughs) Like, uh, what do you do all day? I'm confused. (laughs) Like, I feel like I do. I spend so much more time working now that I'm not at like my normal job than when I was at my normal job because half the time I would sit on my phone there bored. (laughs) 100%. I so understand that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, um, I'm working still. (laughs) Like a question mark. What are you doing right now? (laughs) And kids are a hard market to target. Um, definitely. I think kids are like the hardest market to target, especially because their like attention span in general is very short. I know that for me, like I, I am 23, but I feel like I can understand, like can kind of go back to when I was that age and like 10, 11, 12, 13. And my attention span was so, so short. So kind of had to like re like 
work my whole like business and my editing and everything and kind of just figure out ways to keep people engaged from like the first five seconds, which is kind of hard, but it's like been a really big like work in progress, but it's definitely hard to capture that audience. Yeah. I'm excited to hear more about how your channels evolved and how you do change your market for their short attention spans. Cause that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, honestly. And people don't take you seriously because of what you do. I think they take me more seriously now that they can like see what it's done for me, I guess, like almost as if like I have proof of it working, I guess. But when I first started doing it, like when I was in high school, it was just like, oh, LOL, like what's your actual goal here? And I was like, well, I'm actually going to college. Like I have goals and I'm just doing this also. But people really didn't think anything of it until I started to like, you know, get brand deals or do things that to them were monumental. So they were like, oh, so I'm going to give her the time of day now because she's doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, I've been doing this, but you just haven't been watching, you know? So it's like, uh. Yeah, no, that's so frustrating. But at the same time, you just have to let it go. Like, that's something I've had to learn. I had to not pay attention to them. Yeah. Like, they're it, irrelevant. Oh, my gosh. I have to, like, just consciously be like, you know what? It's not worth my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. So how did you get started with YouTube? Where are you from? How old are you? I guess you did say you were 23. But yeah, just yeah. talk about yourself. Yeah. So my life story. So I – I am 23 and I just graduated from Grand Valley State University with my bachelor's of arts in multimedia journalism. So basically like radio, broadcast, journalism, communication, like that whole thing. But then I graduated high school. I'm like totally going backwards, but in high school, I graduated from high school in 2014. And then I began my YouTube channel. Um, I believe I posted my first video like on Black Friday of 2013 and it's really awkward like three you know I bought like four things and it was a 20 minute video like as if I could talk for about four things for 20 minutes like let me know so I did (laughs) Um, but yeah so I did that and I kind of just made like random like fashion videos and random hauls and there was really no consistency I kind of just posted whenever I really was never really serious about it because I mean it wasn't even like a fleeting thought in my mind that I could do this for a living. I wasn't even like considering that. I was very like career focused. I was internships since I was in high school and I did them in college. And I was like, you know, I'm going to have this like nine to five kind of like marketing job or like fashion marketing, like something like that. Um, But yeah, then I went to college and I, for my freshman year, I posted a few like freshman college videos and then I got like really depressed keeping it real I got really depressed and just had a really rough like freshman year and I ended up moving home my sophomore year but I was just like commuting to school so I was doing like an hour commute which I'm sure you know how commuting is it is so (laughs) rough yeah but yeah so I was commuting to um I I was doing that I was doing that drive and then I remember it was like we had a snow day, like a really brutal snow day, and I decided to like stay home. And I ended up making the video that day. And it's kind of like a like classic, like of course it did well. Mm-hmm. I out of literally just random, I saw these like life hack videos coming up, and I was like, that looks so fun. Like it's just like who I am as a person. Like I love being crafty, but in a weirder way. And my personality is just I'm just super like lighthearted and like you know, go with the flow. And I just saw these videos happening. So I decided to like look up on Pinterest, some weird life hacks. And I just found a bunch of them. And I made a little video and I just edited it like in the same day. Like my mission that day was to post a video because I was home and it was a snow day. And I ended up posting it. And it didn't like do any really didn't really do anything for like a few weeks. And then like after like two and a half weeks, all of a sudden, like this video started catching 
like just catching so out of nowhere and everyone was like do more of these videos they're so much fun and then long story short here i mean long story long i talk so much um <laughs> i ended up making a lot more life hack videos and then that really just started growing my channel a lot and i just loved it um however at the end of the day like it's one of those things where you really like once you've done it all you can't keep doing it it's yeah. like i started to do like all of the possible like life hack niches and I was kind of just at a dead end and it kind of got to a point after like eight or nine months or 10 months in where it was just so saturated like everyone was doing it everyone did life hacks like and I just was like I'm just one of a lot of people um and around this time I think I had like just under 400,000 subscribers this was 2017 18 2017 and then I kind of started like in the April 2017 time there was just like this random spur of like YouTube slime trend stuff happening. And I kind of figured out like what, so like what even slime is because my only knowledge of slime was growing up, we made gack in like preschool or kindergarten, or um, I watched like Nickelodeon when people would get slimed. Like I did not understand what this was. People were like scenting it and putting different things inside of it. And I was honestly just so interested in it. So it, whenever there's a trend on YouTube, you know, it's usually one of those like one week, two week max, like get the run in. So I was like, okay, I'm going to post a video about this stuff like for seven days straight because I made one and it was so much fun. I had a great time making it. And then I had this little like Instagram series because for the most part, what I have noticed is Instagram slime stuff and YouTube slime stuff is very different. So I was like, okay, I have a YouTube channel. I have this kind of following, like how can I integrate this on my channel? So I was making tutorials about how to make these like Instagram slimes on my channel on YouTube. So that did really well and I loved it. And then honestly, that was two years ago and the slime stuff just literally keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I think it's blowing everyone's minds. I just think like even everyone that's involved in it is like, oh, wow, this is like still happening and it's still getting bigger and brands are just kind of just like getting more aware of it now, which is my happiest moment because as an influencer, you know, we love to work with brands and it's so cool to have them start to open their minds to it and just be more readily available to trust the influencer side of it than just kind of like, you know, be like, no, we don't do brand deals with Slimers. You know, like we're finally being heard, I feel like now. But yeah, long story there. I just, yeah, so now it is June. No, it's July. Wow, July 1st. It is July of 2019. We are still doing the slime stuff. That's insane because I feel like also what people don't know is you can hear slime and you're like, okay, that's kind of weird. But yeah. to me, I always say it's just like Play-Doh. Like Play-Doh is a huge business that's still going yeah. on today and they're so successful. Like why would you think that slime isn't can't be just as successful as that? It's just another arts and craft tool, I feel like. Exactly. So, I don't get when people are shocked at it, I guess, anymore, because I'm like, it's just another business like that. Totally. So. It's really is that thing. Like, it's like slime truly is like Barbie dolls, race cars, Play-Doh. Like, it's going to be one of those like staple things that sits on shelves for years to come. And exactly. it's so cool to be like part of that, like initial like pioneer group of it. So it's so it's just so cool to be part of it. And when you posted your first slime video and you saw the response, was it an instant response or did it kind of happen gradually? 
honestly, I remember kind of happening almost like instantaneously. Um, I just posted that slime video and it was like almost in the first like three or four or five days that that video did really well and it was just really well received. And truly, I think that's just because, and this is the biggest like tip, you know, is you have to just find a niche within the niche. And it was just because no one was really doing that. No one was doing Instagram tutorials on slime on YouTube. So everyone was like, oh, finally, like we have a way to make these videos we're seeing with people that have no faces and just like a little like 30 second mixing, poking Instagram video. But now it's like this full on fledged out thing. So no one was like doing that yet, you know? So they finally saw that. And I think that was why it did really well was it was just a a niche in a niche. Yeah, that's so smart. And did you expect that response? Honestly, not at all. I did not think anything of it. I kind of posted it and I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like, you know, like, blah, blah, whatever. I'll post it. And then it did really well. And I was like, okay, but we're, uh, this is something. This is a thing. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that's kind of how so many YouTubers came about is they just kind of started posting random videos. And then all of a sudden one does really well. It's like, oh, okay. I guess yeah. I can keep doing more of these kind of like your life hacks. <laughs> totally. And how do people react when you tell them, the type of videos you make or what you do, even just a YouTuber in general, what's the general response from people? Yeah. The general response um, usually is just, Oh, like that's your job. You can make money from that. Like, and they usually almost like immediately in the same breath, follow it with, Oh, but like, what about when this dies? And it's just like that. I mean, I hear that like every day I feel like, and it just, it's really funny that people think about that because the minute you have a job that's, you know, unconventional, they instantly think, oh, well, like, it's going to die at some point. But at the same time, like, anyone's job can be lost. Like, I have friends and family that are very educated that have lost their jobs. And it's like, we are all in the same, like, pool here. But because, you know, it's seen as, like, unconventional and I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah, I work from home. I have an office and I make my own videos and I'm my own boss. They're just like, oh, there's no way that's sustainable. But, like, it is. And it's kind of cool. And I always kind of, like, have this edge whenever everyone asks. I'm like, no, like I'm my own boss and it's freaking amazing and I love doing it. And they're always like, oh, like, okay. You know, <laughs> they're kind of like, what? <laughs> I'm jealous. Like, how do I do that? <laughs> exactly. And also, I love that you say anyone's job can be lost because there's so many jobs nowadays that are kind of being taken over by technology and by computers. And those jobs are more likely to be lost than if you're your own boss. You can evolve, you don't have to be doing the same exact thing. You can change your business structure to what people are interested in. So you actually have the upper hand, I think. Honestly, no, I love that you said that. That's so, so true. And we honestly can evolve. And whenever we see, even if we see like a, a small dip in what we're doing, we can, you know, decide to like add like an extra leg to it and just do something else to keep ourselves, you know, like well-rounded. So no, I love that. That's a good point, honestly. I love that. Thanks. And how did you change your marketing? Like you were saying for the attention span, how has your business changed from when you started? I'm so interested in the business aspect of it. Yeah. I love talking business so much. Um, yeah, because when I started this, I was doing like little like life hack videos and I also was like 17, 18. So I was a lot younger and didn't really like think all the business side of it like mattered. So I wasn't paying much attention, which I truly wonder sometimes if I was buckling down back then on the business side of it, if the life hack thing would have become like my thing thing. 
but I also just didn't like understand it enough or didn't ever take it as seriously as I do now. Um, but yeah, so truly like my biggest like shift I could say when I went, when I got more serious about it was truly like in the last like six months because I actually ended up moving to a warehouse space. Um, I think it was December 29th. We just had like our official six months like anniversary, I guess. Congrats. Thank you. It is so mind blowing to me. Um, so yeah, I moved into a warehouse space and truly that was when I decided, okay, I have to really think about everything I do now because I'm investing a lot of money and a lot of time and just so much into a warehouse that I wanted to like rework my entire business. And I ended up like rebranding myself and I have a new logo that is just really inquiring like my face, because I think with any business, you have to think about like what makes you different than everybody else. And in this world where everyone has a slime shop now, and it's been this happening for like two years, like I have to think about how am I different and how can I stay diverse from everybody else? So I reworked, like I worked with, a, I worked with this designer that makes logos and graphic design. And she created this awesome logo that has my face and it has like kind of like my like style into it. And it's like my face, but cartoon edition, because that way, you know, for YouTube and for my slime shop, it's like, oh yeah, Nicole is this face. She's this personality. She's this entertainer that we can like refer back to and like reference. Um, so yeah, back to the like <laughs> uh, thing. So, so yeah, after I decided to move to a warehouse for the YouTube side of it, I really just looked at my analytics and everything. And I was like, okay, I really want to increase my watch time and all of these things. So I was like, how can I, you know, obviously I'm like, shorten my videos a little bit. I suppose like just long, like half hour videos all the time. And as that would be like encouraged sometimes by viewers, it wasn't like a great thing in the long run. So I'd rather, I'd rather just have like multiple parts to a video and all that. So truly I think just what I had to do was just really think about what kind of does someone's attention. And it's just like colorful, like transitions and bright and loud, <laughs> just like whatever little kids like, you know, they just want to be like, really entertained and you have to ask them questions. And I always, you know, be like, Oh yeah. Like comment down below. Like what's your favorite, you know, like slime from this video or like while I'm doing a voiceover, try to like really keep them engaged because I feel like as I'm listening to a video or like watching a slime video from like my perspective, I like it when people ask questions or they're like, Oh, if I were to do this or if I were to do that, what would you want? Because that's just like the best way to keep building your business is while you have them and while you're talking to them live on a video intro or during the video voiceover, just be like, Hey, like if I did this, would you guys want that? Like just kind of to keep them engaged. Totally. I always ask questions to my viewers. I love comments. I like comments more than I like views because at least they're engaged. Yeah. Totally. I so feel the same way. And do you do any market research for it or like, do you look up other videos or is it kind of just what works for you? Um, honestly, I have kind of just gone by whatever works for me. I feel like whenever I try to look at what else is is happening, I have a hard time separating like from what else is happening versus what I'm not like succeeding at, you know? So Mm -hmm. I have a hard time when I look to others or not to others, but just to like get more research on it and stuff. So I've tried to just really stay in like my own like headspace and my own lane and just think about what I like doing, what works for me and trying to like keep opinions out because I can definitely be swayed pretty easily when I hear people say things or whatever. So I try to just like 
focus on what I like and what makes me happy. And if that's vlogging a lot more, if that's doing more, you know, sit down videos and I'll kind of just like do like whatever I'm feeling. And that usually is what is being received well. So I'm thankful for that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's obviously worked for you. And also at the end of the day, you don't want to be burnt out by this because it is an industry where so many people get YouTube burnout or creativity burnout. And you just want to focus on yourself because I think that's the best way to avoid that is to not look at what other people are doing. Yeah, it is like the best advice you can give anyone is just like focus on yourself and stay in your own lane and just like don't get involved with anything besides what you want to do because it's just like in the end, just a lot less to process and think about it's unnecessary stuff. Exactly. And when you started your business, so when you started making slime, did you do that right off the bat or your first videos you had purchased slime, played with it? When did you start making it and creating it a full on business and a website that you sell it and all that stuff. Yeah. So when I posted, I posted that video about like my first like actual slime video around April, 2017. And then people were like requesting um, that I make a slime shop, like almost like a month in. And then I started researching like what, like what even is a slime shop? Like I'm confused. Like what is this? So I ended up finding this whole thing on Instagram. This people had slime shops and there's this whole other thing happening on Instagram which I was like so mind blown by that I was just kind of, because whenever I watched the explore feed, I thought, oh, this is just like people posting videos about slime. But little did I know they were having like amazing businesses out of this, out of this amazing niche. So I read my comments on YouTube and everyone was like, make a slime shop, you know, get an Etsy page. So I made an Etsy page um, and I made like some random like pick monkey logo for the for my like profile picture, and I ended up posting some slime listings on there. And I remember like I was so proud of myself. I think I posted like twenty items on there, and they were I was like I spent all day working on it. I was like little did I know that I was in deep at this point. Like I had no idea how much work I was getting myself into. But <laughs> so yeah, I posted like twenty listings on there, and then I posted to my channel and like promoted it a little bit and then everyone was obsessed and they were buying them and I was like this slime like this could be better I feel like (laughs) this isn't I don't know I didn't know what I was doing I've never had a business before like I've never sold a product and shipped it and done all of that so on top of just like selling I was trying to just learn like how do you even have a business like is this legal to do like how do I do this the right way. And I was just talking, I was, I have, I had, um, at the time a like CPA that was helping with my taxes and stuff. So I was asking him about all this stuff and just trying to like understand before I got in too deep with it. But yeah, so those listings sold really well. And I did Etsy for, I want to say like seven or eight months. And it got to a point where Etsy was just like not serving me well anymore. And I think Etsy, I think Etsy is a really good platform for someone that doesn't already have a, like a platform to like direct their audience to. So if you want to like sell a general product that you don't really have any audience to like market to, then Etsy is a great spot for you. But um, Shopify was my next move and it was the best move because I mean, I do have to pay like, I think it's like 70 bucks a month, but at the same time, the website never crashes. It's always up. It's so many cool like analytic things you can read, like demographic stuff, and just it can hold the capacity for what I was directing it to so it would never crash. So that was awesome. And yeah, so 
Shopify was the move. And when I did the Shopify switch, it was kind of around when I got the warehouse and did all the rebranding and everything. Like I decided that I was going to go into this. I was going to go into it deep. And so, yeah, I kind of, from there, I decided to hire in like staff and just really go in with this because if I don't have a warehouse, I'm going to also invest in having more time with people that can help me because doing it alone got to a point where I was burning myself out completely um, just because it was like tedious stuff, like putting stickers on 200 items. Like I could have help with that. Like I love creating. I love making YouTube videos. I love, I will make the initial slime, but at the end of the day, I think the best business move is to hire out. And even though like I had to like swallow my pride a little bit, I was like, you know what? This is dumb that I'm trying to do it all myself. I could be doing 10 times the amount of this stuff and just really just benefit from it more if I had help. (laughs) So yeah, just like being comfortable with like taking a step back was my biggest like, okay, this is great. That's the hardest thing for me is realizing that I need to hire people or realizing that I can't do everything on my own or else I will get burnt out or I won't have any time to expand. So for me, I think like, yeah, I can do a lot on my own, but then I'm never going to scale my business. So I think that's such a huge part of a business and like such a big business move is when you realize that you need help. Exactly. And like being, being okay with it and like being like, able to be like, you know what, I need help and that's okay. And that's a good thing like that I need help versus what I was doing for a while was I was like, you know what, like I could just do it myself. Like it's an expense. I could just save the money, but oh my gosh, it's like the best money I've ever spent on like hiring out. So yeah, it's just like one of those things you have to experience and like see the value of it and just be like, wow, this was the best choice ever. Yeah. And how is it having a warehouse? Is it a game changer for you? Having a warehouse is an ultimate game changer. Whenever I talk to my friends about this or whenever I meet people that aren't in the business, like at all, they're just doing like anything but what I do, which is pretty much everyone. (laughs) Um, They're always like, wait, you have a warehouse? Like what's a slime warehouse? I'm like, oh, let me tell you, like this is the whole thing. And I love, I truly just love watching their eyes. Like just be like, what? Because I just, it's so fun to be a part of something that's so new still. And that's like nothing has been, there's like no like set path for it to go. But yeah, having a warehouse was, it's just like life changing and I can purchase things in bulk now and I can have storage for containers and envelopes and tape. And it's so nice to not have it happening like in the second bedroom of my apartment because then I can go to work and I can leave work and I don't have to be you know, waking up at 7am, then all of a sudden I end up and I'm in my slime room packaging orders all day, but that wasn't the plan. So it's so nice to truly just separate my business and be able to go to a job and leave a job is the coolest feeling, but also that like I own that job. That's such a cool like feeling too, because mentally I was not doing well the end of last year because of how I was just like not hiring help. And I was just always working in my apartment, but getting a space was, I could not, like I would do it way sooner if I could go back. I wish I did because I had been debating it for like a year. And then I was like, no, it's fine. I don't don't need to do that. Like, it's fine. But then I was living within my containers and I had containers. I would get shipments from like Uline or whatever in these freight trucks. And then I would have them bring them out to my apartment complex. And then we would have this freight in my living room. Like what? Like I can't live like that. So It was just this big, like, okay, this is worth it. And I'm so thankful I did that. 
That's so true. Honestly, just for your mental health, having the separation from work. Oh my and, God. Yeah. <laughs> Like whenever I move to New York, I really, really want to get a co-working space or an office because I don't want to live in my apartment, work in my apartment. I feel like I would go crazy. Honestly, I did go crazy a little bit. And I will say it's like the best investment, investing in your mental health. And then in the long run, you'll be able to, you know, make more videos or just do more things that would you probably wouldn't have those like creative bursts if you were in your apartment all the time, you know? Exactly. And especially doing YouTube and you vlog as well. It's hard to separate work and your life because your work is your life. Like you're vlogging your life. So it's really hard to separate a lot of times. Exactly. I feel the same way. I'm always like, I have to like separate this. Like I am 23, but I also have a job. Like I have to balance. (laughs) Exactly. And it's okay to take a break, which I think is important. That is my biggest lesson. I'm very like, I'm very hard on myself. I love, I love to work hard and I get my like all of my like I'm really I truly get my happiness and like my burst of energy from making videos but at the same time like learning that taking a step back for a second and like making having having a weekend off is okay and healthy and allowed (laughs) Mm -hmm, exactly and you were saying earlier that brands are finally starting to work with slime influencers and what do you think the shift in that was and what type of brand deals I guess are you getting like what companies are what type yeah. of videos do you film? Yeah, so I think that truly like the brands were just trying to see the like longevity of this and see how long it would be happening and if it would be getting bigger and it has only gotten bigger. I think brands were kind of just like watching for a little bit and they were really they were like releasing products and releasing like kits and like slime kits in stores, but they were definitely like holding back a little bit on the brand the brand deal side of it, which I was like, all right, like, come on, like, this would be great. And it'd be such a dream to whip, do a brand deal with this person. But, but now I have noticed, cause I just had, I just signed a really exciting deal with Elmer's and I'm so excited about this. It is like the, my biggest deal I've ever done. And it's so exciting to see a brand really see the like reaction to the slime community and really see the investment of it. Um, so basically I won't like go into it obviously, but there are slime conventions happening now that have been happening since I went to my first one. Um, I think it was September, October of 2018 last year. That was my first one I went to. And then since then I've been to, I want to say like 14 or 15 since then, which is like seven months. I've gone to like 15 conventions and for like two months or so like back this spring I had a convention like for two months straight that that was a little bit much but a big learning lesson (laughs) so yeah I guess at conventions they're kind of just like kind of how they are now it's kind of like a dime a dozen there's always a convention to go to there's always this and that and then I'm kind of seeing brands now kind of like partner up with conventions which is genius so they're kind of sponsoring conventions now and which is how it should be because how it kind of was in the past was a bunch of vendors would just get together in a room and they would sell and they would sell tickets where you could just go and buy from all the vendors and then they would do like meet and greets or I've done like like Q&As and panels and such but there's really no like brand like sponsor, which would make it just more serious, I feel like. So yeah, I'm going to conventions this um, end of July, end of August that are both sponsored by, I want to say Elmer's and just like a bunch of like brands, which is so cool to see that they're seeing the investment of it and they want to work with influencers and they want to work with people that are attending like myself at these events, which is just so cool. They're finally seeing that. Um, 
but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's so cool because again, I think brands, you're right. We're just watching to see the longevity, to see if this is a legit thing. And now that you guys have proven yourselves as this is a real thing. Hello, we've been telling you all this time. <laughs> I think that now you're only going to see more and more companies partner with you and companies from all over. It doesn't even have to be related to slime, I feel like, because they see the audience and they see how impressionable they are too. Yeah, that's my, that's like my biggest thing is whenever people ask about what I do and they think of it as just like, oh, she just does slime. She can't do anything else. And I'm like, no, actually, like I do brand deals with companies that you probably wouldn't ever think of that would be incorporated. And I'm doing one with this like food company, this like fast food restaurant soon um, that's sponsoring a video to promote like, a, like one of their new in-store products that I'm going to make a slime that's inspired by it, which is so cool to me. And that's, that's amazing. I literally think nothing made me happier than hearing that that the brand was like you get like you get full control we trust like your creativity like with it because for a while it was just like they were like okay but like don't do a slime video do a random like why would I do a not a slime video it doesn't make sense but yeah now they are seeing that okay this makes sense because (laughs) slime is huge and not going anywhere which wow music to my ears so it's so it's like the best feeling ever to see brands like give control to the other side finally. Totally. And I feel like you are one of the busiest people I know. So what is a typical day in your life? So take us through like morning to when you go to bed. Yeah, a day in my life. So a day in my life, whenever I have to go to my warehouse or I have my staff meeting there, usually I try to wake up and work out like pretty much right away just because whenever I have a super long day just to start my day off like with myself and I never used to do that I used to kind of just like disregard working out but now like I'm so serious about it like working out has changed my life and I try to like wake up and like go to the gym or go to like a barcode or just do some kind of like workout and then my mind is clear and I'm set for the day and I just feel so much better like mentally and just like I can do this <laughs> so then I will usually go home and I'll get ready for the day and I'll just usually if I have to make slime or if I have to film a video depends on what I get dressed in and stuff but I'll either show up in like post-workout clothing and like hair's not done not looking cute or I show up and I'm like you know, makeup is done and I'm filming a video that day. So yeah, then I will go to my warehouse and meet my staff there. And usually they'll be there from like, on like a typical like packaging day when they had to package orders and package, um, uh, package like new slimes and stuff. They'll be from like eight hours, like nine to five. So then the cool part about my warehouse is when you walk in, there's like a general area and that's usually where they all like hang out and package orders and everything. But then there's also two separate rooms that I can go into and I can film and I can be productive while they're doing that, which is like the, that is like literally the most like metaphorical speaking way of like, like the best value of a dollar being spent is like, I can literally be doing two things at once, like knowing I'm packaging like 200 orders, but I'm also making content for YouTube, which is just like the best. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll just be making videos and stuff in my slime room. I'll film some intros. I'll try to like, I'll try to go to my warehouse with like an intention of, okay, today I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I have to do, you know, make this video intro. I have to make this slime badge or just do all of that. And then um, once I do my YouTube stuff, I will cross to the other room across the warehouse that I film my Instagram stuff in, which I never used to be serious about feel like making an effort to consistently post on my slime Instagram. But now I do because 
like that is its whole other, you know, niche. Like I could be growing my business more from my slime Instagram, even though I'm not like known for that, you know, but it's like, why not, you know, make the best of everything. So I'll try to like bulk film or brainstorm ideas before I get to my warehouse and just look at what's happening on Instagram and just find ways that I can like not fit in, but like, you know, keep in, keep within the niche, keep myself, you know, trendy. <laughs> so I will just like bulk film a bunch of Instagram videos and just get those all prepared for the week. And I really like to then and there, I try to like get them all scheduled. I use this app called like A A P H I, it's like AFI, AFI, I don't know. But you can pre-schedule for the week all of your posts. And I only do it for my slime Instagram because I noticed that, you know, certain times are like the best. And usually it's like so early, like 6am Eastern time. Like I don't want to have to be posting and like thinking about it consciously. So I try to get those all pre-scheduled. Then I have Instagram taken care of. Then I can just post whenever I'm actively promoting a video on that account. But yeah, so once I have my Instagram videos filmed, my YouTube video stuff is filmed, um, I usually will, this is like my newest thing, is I recently took on an editor to help edit some of my videos, which I was, for the longest time, like I was like, I will never do that. That is literally the worst idea. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I have six videos pre-filmed, but I haven't been able to edit them in like a week. And I was like, what is the point of this? Like, I, they're just sitting there and I could be posting them. So I decided to take, I decided to like hire an editor that helps like cut my clips together and just really just makes my life so much easier. So I will just try to send off the footage from then and then usually by then it's around like 5 p.m. And my staff has packaged like so many orders and they've stickered containers and put slime containers. And they have really just like, because none of them are from any of this background. Like I met them all in college and they're kind of just like trying to find jobs right now in the real world and whatever. So they're kind of helping, helping me out right now. So it's the best because their schedules are really up in the air. Mm-hmm. So that is nice. So yeah, we kind of just bounce around then and I usually just clean up my warehouse and I will head home for the day. Um, But yeah, it's so nice to have staff in a warehouse and just to be able to go to work and then leave work and leave all of my belongings and I can't just go home and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm going to film this video real quick. It's like the separation is everything and I needed that so badly. I didn't think I did, but I did. I needed it. Yeah, totally. And I think that it's so mature of you. And also it's a next step as a business owner to recognize when you need help. And I think it's hard, especially for us that started on YouTube, because we started doing this for free. We started doing this as a hobby. So I think it's a hard transition mentally even to realize that, okay, no, this is a business. We need to start treating it like one because it wasn't for so long. Like we really did this as a hobby. So now that it is more legit, I guess you can say, I feel like it's hard for us to realize that we need to hire people or that we need help. Exactly. It's like, why would we do that if we we could do it ourselves? We've done it for so long by ourselves. Why not just like stay up later or get up earlier? And it's like, well, at the same time, it's like, uh, I'm just sleep. (laughs) Exactly. And what is the best piece of advice that you've been given? Or what is a piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to start a YouTube channel or create a business, maybe specifically in the craft industry or yeah, I think definitely with if it maybe is in the slime industry or just I guess in any industry, um, you have to really look at what's already being done and then what's not being done and then find a way to 
like put yourself in that gap without, you know, being blended as what's already been done. Because that's like my biggest thing is when I first started making slime videos, I noticed that people were like reviewing Instagram, like people were like reviewing slime shops that were on Instagram, on Instagram, but not on YouTube. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this is it's happening on one part, but not the other, but I could be having my face in it. I have this whole like entertainment part of it. So I decided to put those on YouTube. I, I saw like one person do it, like this random whatever. And then I was just like, okay, this is genius. This would be such a good way to just integrate it. So that they did really well. Everyone loved reviews and slime reviews and it just wasn't being done. So with that being said, like that's my biggest advice is you have to just find the niche that's not happening right now. And then once you do like be consistent and don't focus on every detail. Like my, I never really was that way, which I'm thankful for. Um, like I will always post something. It gives up my best work. I will post it still because truly, I think if I sit here and I like harp over every detail, like every word I speak, every like graphic, it's like, I'm not going to get anywhere and you have to post to be able to like understand and learn and grow with it. So I think just posting consistently, uploading and keeping your head down and not getting involved with drama or just anything like it is the best and it's the best advice, honestly. That is so true. There is so much YouTube drama. Stay away from it. (laughs) Literally do not engage. (laughs) Do not. (laughs) Well, Well, thank you, Nicole, for coming on the podcast. I have loved talking with you and I really loved sharing your story about how you started and how you transitioned to slime because I feel like it's something that no one talks about. Everyone just kind of sees on YouTube, but no one talks about how it's a full on business. So I am so honored that you came on my podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I love this. This is so much fun to like just discuss with you. I love it. And if you have anything that you want to plug, so website, Instagram, whatever that is. Yeah. So my Instagram, I have a more lifestyle one, which is um, at Nicole Jacklin and it's N-I-C-H-O-L-E, J-I-C-K-Y, no, J-I-C-K-L-Y-N-E. Honestly, just- I'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, she'll have it in the show notes. And then my slime Instagram is slime by Nicole Jacqueline. And then my website to buy my slime is slimebyjacqueline.com. And then my YouTube is Nicole Jacqueline. So Nicole Jacqueline just all everywhere, honestly. Perfect. You are your own brand. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you guys like Nicole's story, go feel free and have a discussion about it on the private Facebook page. If you guys are not a part of the private Facebook page, you are missing out on so much goodness because it is not another platform for me to promote my stuff. Trust me, I do that enough on Instagram and all of that stuff, YouTube and whatever else that there is out there. I can't even keep track, but I do all of that on there. This is for you guys. This is for you to network. This is for you to make friends, find someone that lives in your city and go get coffee with them, discuss ideas, find a business partner, find a study partner, literally just network, meet people, get advice, make friends on the internet. And that is what this podcast Facebook page or this private Facebook page is for. So if you guys want to talk about the episode, if you guys have any questions, then feel free to go ahead and ask on the private Facebook page. And it's definitely something that I really, really love looking through because you guys are completely taking control over there and I love seeing it. 
So if you guys are already a part of it and have already discussed in there, like commented in it, then thank you because you guys are what make it so, so, so great. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, follow the private Facebook page or request to join. You can also follow us on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram, Natalie Barbu. I'm definitely more active on there. And then of course, don't forget to check out Nicole's Instagram, YouTube, Slime Shop, everything like that. And I will see you guys next Monday with another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.